September 2008, it's the Ruby on Rails podcast. Another interview here from eRubyCon in Columbus, Ohio, conducted by Robert Stevenson. This one's with Charles Nutter of the JRuby Project. This episode is sponsored by the Ruby Row Advertising Network. Ruby Row is the first advertising network focused solely on helping companies reach Ruby and Ruby on Rails developers. You can find out more information at rubyrow.net. Hey everyone, this is Rob Stevenson from the Columbus Ruby Brigade, and I'm here at the uh, third day of eRubyCon uh, with Charlie Nutter, who is the lead on the JRuby project, and uh, thanks for sitting down with me. Yeah, no problem. Now, I wanted to get something that you did in your, your you know, JRuby uh, presentation yesterday. Um, you had a slide that said, uh, we write Java so you don't have to. And I guess uh, as far as Java programmers and 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 everyone in, in Ruby, I think we do owe you a huge bit of thanks, you and Thomas and Ola and the rest of the JRuby team, because uh, right, you, you are up on that wall, and uh, you do write the Java so we don't have to. So uh, as far as a community, thank you. I just would like to uh, thank you for that and uh, giving us a, a really awesome uh, um, virtual machine to run our, our Ruby on. Um, so can you give us kind of the, the state of JRuby at this point in time? Okay. Well, uh, first off, thanks for having this interview. This is a good chance for me to, to get an update out to folks. Uh, I think the current state of JRuby, uh, I would describe it as the Ruby compatibility side of things is mostly a solved problem. Uh, there's always going to be a certain amount of bugs that come in each release that we try and fix to, to continue improving compatibility. But for the most part, most applications that people will want to run, most libraries they'll want to run, should just work. And we're pretty happy with the level of compatibility we've got. Uh, the remaining things that we're working on are the never-ending quest for improving performance, uh, improving the layer that allows you to integrate Ruby code with Java code, uh, both calling from Ruby to Java and from Java to Ruby, and in general, just kind of rounding off some of the rough edges that have existed for a long time, things that we weren't able to focus on because there was so much compatibility work to be done. Now, the current uh, version of, of JRuby is? Current JRuby is 1.1.3. Uh, that's a maintenance release to the 1.1 release we did uh, this past winter. And uh, we, we jam a lot of compatibility and performance fixes into every one of these releases. But for the, for the moment, we are trying to keep it as... Uh, compatible across the board as possible. Okay, um, you're in a you know quote unquote friendly speed race with the other uh, virtual machines out there, Rubinius, uh, Iron Ruby, and of course um, the kind of benchmark, the MRI, and, and, and now Yarv. Um, how is Ruby faring at the moment, and, and what advantages do you get from running on top of the JVM? Well, it's always good to have this kind of competition. I think a lot of the performance concerns people had about Ruby uh, weren't being addressed until there came along Yarv and came along JRuby, and uh, it turned out that there were ways that we could make Ruby run a lot faster. Uh, JRuby in general uh, performs very favorably compared to most of the other implementations because uh, we have put in a lot of time on trying to make performance run well and because the JVM is an excellent platform for building dynamic languages on top of. Uh, I think we're just going to see all the implementations improve, improve over time. Uh, in our case, we are thankful to have the JVM, which uh, is able to do a lot of that optimization work for us. 
Now, you mentioned in your presentation about threads, how threading in, in the Java virtual machine is has you know had a lot of work done on it, and just the fact that it's very hard to do it um, is that something that we'll see Rubinius you know hit hit a, a glass ceiling as far as you know having to climb that mountain that JRuby doesn't need to because it's already been been done. Well, both of the uh, C the alternative C or C plus plus based implementations, and by that I mean Yarv. Uh, which is still basically the same C code as Ruby 186 with a new execution engine, and Rubinius, which has a C, C or C++-based core, both of them are going to run into the same sorts of challenges uh, when trying to make Ruby threads actually run in parallel and run concurrently. Uh, the JVM guys have solved that problem for the most part long ago and actually gone beyond solving it to make threads work well in concert without a lot of extra overhead. Uh, it, it is going to be difficult for the YAR folks like Koichi and Rubinius folks like Evan to uh, surmount some of those difficulties. I don't doubt that they'll do it, uh, but it's probably not going to happen overnight, and uh, it, it's, it's going to take a little bit of effort. Okay, what, what are the challenges of having to kind of shoehorn Ruby, which is dynamic language, into Java code that is a statically typed language that runs in the JVM. Is it getting to a point where JRuby's internal code base is getting so complex that um, it's going to hinder hinder your you know further development and kind of slow down the, the number of uh, new programmers hopping on to, to help out because the complexity is such that it's hard to get any kind of good ramp up. Well, the first part of your question, what, what makes it difficult, I think the, the most difficult part of building Ruby or any dynamic language on the JVM is the fact that even though we have a virtual machine that's excellent at running and optimizing dynamic code and really dynamic calls, it's wrapped in this statically typed exterior. Uh, so there is some work being done uh, at the JVM level to sort of punch a hole in Java and allow us to have optimized dynamic calls like Ruby needs and other dynamic languages need. Uh, that will be coming hopefully in Java 7. Uh, beyond that, though, we can still provide enough hints for the JVM to optimize uh, JRuby, and that's where the most complexity comes in. The various tricks that we've added into the system to uh, to help Hotspot see where the optimization path is is in the code and uh, help actually let Hotspot do the job for us. Um, I, I don't think that the complexity of that part of the system really hinders anybody making real contributions to JRuby. Uh, the places that 99% of our contributions come in are for all of the core classes, string and array and uh, hash and whatever else. And those classes, the, the complexity of those doesn't change as we improve and advance the runtime portion of JRuby, the compiler, uh, the uh, call path, the interpreter. Those pieces, you really just kind of have to know about how to do dynamic dispatch, how to write compilers, how to do interpreters, and there's, there's not really any way to make those pieces simpler. But the most, the majority of work that's been done on JRuby is the compatibility work, and that's where pretty much anybody can still contribute just fine. So we're at eRubyCon, Enterprise Ruby. What um, let's talk about JRuby in the enterprise. Uh, how can a developer interested in Ruby and, and JRuby overcome the tendency 
of Java shops to remain quote unquote Java like and therefore migrate towards Groovy? Well, I think the the biggest thing that, that Ruby has in its favor right now is the fact that the community is so large at this point and still continuing to grow. Uh, the the metric that I've been using for this is the number of conferences that there seem to be, conferences that are populated by hundreds of folks most of the time. Uh, there are so many different venues where people are talking about Ruby, so many books coming out, so many blogs, so many documentation sites, so many libraries and projects based on Ruby out there that this the ecosystem is extremely... Uh, vibrant and and there's a lot more going on. Uh, I think that's probably the biggest thing that, that Ruby has in its favor. But I will also say that if you have a shop where it seems like Groovy is an appropriate fit, there's no reason to fight against that sort of thing. Uh, we expect that on the JVM there are going to be uh, a thousand flowers blooming and it's going to be Groovy running on the JVM and Python and Ruby and Scala and Clojure all of these languages are going to serve a particular purpose for a certain set of developers and the work that we're putting in on JRuby and that others are doing on other languages is just going to continue improving that platform for everybody now, A few months ago uh, you and, and Thomas um Traveled over to Japan and gave a, a JRuby presentation at the Ruby Kaiji, I probably mispronounce that, 2008 conference. What was what's the reception for JRuby over there? Since you know they they're way more engrossed with Ruby than than we are probably here. Well, the interesting thing about Ruby in Japan is that it's it's been used underground for a lot of projects and by a lot of developers, and especially a lot of the the hacker crowd in uh, Japan is very fond of using Ruby. Uh, the difficulty that they've had, though, is in my impression, it seems like most Japanese companies are similar to American banks and governments as far as how quickly they adopt new technology. Uh, most of them are just getting comfortable with the fact that they've got Java-based servers for most of their applications, and Ruby is still considered very new for most of those enterprises. So Japan seems like it's ripe for JRuby adoption. Uh, they can start putting Ruby in those enterprises, on those Java servers, and not have to change any of their deployment practices, retrain any of their IT staff. They can start adding in a little bit of Ruby. And I, I think that's got a lot of Japanese Rubyists excited because now the nighttime hacker language that they've been having so much fun with, they're actually able to start using this at work because it fits into the existing ecosystem. Now, sun pushing JRuby over there um, in any capacity is, is, you know, you you and Thomas and are definitely spokes uh, spokesmen for JRuby here, and, and and you know you do travel to Europe and, and so forth. But um, is there any kind of effort there to promote JRuby? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and those the, the guys at the the Sun KK, the Japanese uh, Sun office. Uh, they would love for us to come out there every month and talk to people. Uh, and whenever we do go, whenever we go out there, uh, they book us from the time the sun comes up until it goes down on, on events, uh, three or four events in a day. And everybody that we talk to is really anxious to hear about it. Uh, the folks over there are really anxious in getting the word out. And when we're not around, they're also doing their own presentations and they're going out to these companies and talking uh, as they get more and more familiar with where JRuby can fit into these organizations, uh, we're seeing a, a very rapid upswing in the amount of interest in JRuby over over in Japan. 
Okay, uh, I was reading your blog, and you have a friend, Kelly uh, Narok, um, once told you uh, in your life that uh, I expected better from you. And according to your blog, it seems to really hit a nerve and ultimately seems to be the reason you got started with JRuby. Um, that now is you know, seemingly driving you um, to host the uh, JVM Language Summit. Um, in September. Can you talk to us a little bit about this and, and what do you hope it'll do for JRuby going forward? Sure, yeah. My friend, Kelly Naraki, uh, he, he, he was kind of just joking when he said this to me years and years ago, but it's always kind of stuck with me. And I've always, been thought, I've always had that thought in my head. I've had his words in my head saying I, that he expected better from me. And I don't know what he expected from me, but, <laughs> but planting that seed has always driven me to do a lot more than I was at the time. I'd kind of settled into comfortable jobs and comfortable positions that didn't require a lot of me. Uh, I think the, the fact that I'm working on JRuby and the fact that we've got this JVM summit and the fact that really it's like a, a renaissance for the Java platform is all based on that idea that we could be doing a lot better. We can be doing a lot better with the the capabilities that the JVM offers us, we could be doing better than the status quo as far as Ruby and other languages go. Uh, and we really just want to try and make this platform, which is f- completely free and open source now, and an amazing piece of technology to have open sourced. Uh, we want to make this platform better for everybody that wants to have a, a, a fast development environment, a fast language, and all of the resources that, that have been put into Hotspot, uh, Sun's JVM, uh, the open source OpenJDK now, all of the resources that have been put into, put into that is just going to make the development environment for everybody a lot better as we go forward. I'm expecting to see a lot of exciting stuff come out of this summit and out of OpenJDK in general. Now, what, what, when you say a JVM language summit, um, uh, are you getting responses from, you know, the, you, you hear the number thrown out that there's 230-some languages that run on the JVM. You know, probably 200 at least are in some, you know, uh, lab computer somewhere because it turned out to be a toy. What, what kind of numbers are you expecting to, to show up? Well, we've kind of, uh, it, we, we will freely admit that we've kind of modeled this after Microsoft's Lang.net conference, which they've had, I believe, two now. Uh, a number of folks from Sun went to the most recent one, and we had a great time. Uh, we were really excited to see the work that was going on. Uh, John Rose, one of the hotspot engineers, said that it was like being in a parallel universe because it was the same challenges, the same sort of issues, and the same things happening on the CLR side. And it re- we realized that really we need to do the same thing on the JVM and bring these people together. Uh, the good news about the JVM Summit is that, uh, the JVM Language Summit, is that for a three-day event, we've now had to start turning down uh, speaker submissions. And that means that we've got enough people interested in this to fill three full days. And we've got probably five, six, seven different languages that are going to be represented, kind of trying to focus on the the mainstream JVM languages right now or interesting up-and-coming languages. Uh, And uh, we actually have to cap attendance uh, at about uh, 80 to 100 people, something like that, uh, simply because we want to make sure that the really core, really interested folks are the ones here. This is not intended just to be a conference. This is a summit between all of the different JVM languages, all of the different JVM implementers that we can get into this uh, to help figure out what the next steps are for each of those languages, for the platform, and what we can do to, to help share some resources. 
Now, at the conference, we've seen, uh, you know, Grant, we've seen Emacs, we've seen TextMate, um, and talk to me about NetBeans and kind of what, what uh, I assume Tor isn't the only one working on it, but uh, he's certainly kind of the, the, the front person for it, but what advancements in, in NetBeans uh, as far as Ruby and Rails uh, support going forward that is currently, I think, making NetBeans the best IDE um, compared to IntelliJ and, and Aptana and, and um, uh, Third Rail. But what what's coming out of, of NetBeans right now that that is you know going to convince people to say, hey, you know, NetBeans actually is is a good development environment for Ruby and Rails. Well, I think uh, we've actually got a, a beta of six point five out, which has improvements to Ruby. Nothing uh, that's really revolutionary, other than maybe the Fast debugging support for JRuby will be built into NetBeans 6.5, and it'll ship with, uh, hopefully, is if once we get it out, it'll ship with JRuby 114, which we want to release later this month. Um, I, I think the largest things that are coming along with 6.5, uh, not specific to Ruby, is the fact that all of the code, all of the base system that Tor originally wrote to support Ruby on top of NetBeans, Ruby development, has now been used to add Groovy support, to add PHP support, to add Python support. So we're having, having many more dynamic languages on the, uh, that, that can utilize those same set of tools. Uh, what's going to happen in the future, uh, post 6.5, I'm not sure exactly what the roadmap is, but now that we've got all these languages kind of at a certain level of parity with dynamic language IDE features, and they're all running on the same base, now they're all going to start improve in lockstep. As we add refactoring features to Ruby, they're going to go across languages. You're going to be able to do those same sort of things in JavaScript and Groovy. Uh, as we add uh, all sorts of other dynamic language features to NetBeans, that's going to apply to all the different languages at the same time. So there was the initial push to get Ruby support working really well. It went horizontal for a while to other languages, and now all of them are going to start moving vertically again as far as the features they support. And I think it's it's only going to mean that uh, that Ruby developers and other language developers using NetBeans are going to have by far the best tool to do that kind of work. What uh, what currently excites you right now in the world of Ruby Rails and just development in general? The most exciting thing for me as far as Ruby goes is the upcoming JDK 7, hopefully in JDK 7 improvements to make uh, JRuby even faster. Uh, we've been working very close with the hotspot engineers involved in this, primarily John Rose. Uh, and the, the changes that are going to come along, hopefully in JDK 7, but at the very least as part of his multi-language VM project, the change is going to essentially mean that dynamic dispatch cost, the cost of making a call in JRuby, will almost entirely go away. The hotspot VM will actually be able to optimize a dynamic call in JRuby the same way that it optimizes static calls in Java. So a lot of code that I've had to write and had to maintain will essentially, we could essentially delete it when you're running on Java 7, presuming that we get the feature in there. Uh, you essentially delete that and at the same time get considerably better performance. So it's very exciting stuff. Uh, John Rose is also working on a number of other features as part of MLVM. May or may not get into Java 7, but it includes 
some of the weirder and wilder things like continuations and tail calls, uh, stuff that people have thought would never be available on the JVM, uh, he's, he's willing to try and get them in there, and he thinks he's got plans for almost all of them. So that's, that's most exciting for me is that this open platform, OpenJDK, is not only excellent right now but adding some amazing things in the future. All right. Well, when not in front of a computer, um, what do you like to do to uh, recharge your batteries? Well, it's kind of funny that, that you ask that. Uh, JRuby really was my fun project, my spare time project before I came to Sun. And the difficulty being at Sun now working on JRuby is that it's difficult or impossible to figure out where my work day ends and where my spare time and fun begins because it's essentially the same thing now. Uh, outside of JRuby, I do try and play Go once in a while with friends. Uh, we play Go, chess, Shogi, a few other games. Um, I also play a few uh, few computer games. I, I picked up Orange Box, uh, the Halo stuff, and went through the entire Orange Box in like a week. It's just uh, kind of obsessed when I got it because I really wanted to, to get through everything. But, um, but yeah, I mean, most of the time, I, I even when I'm working on even when I'm having fun and doing non-computer related stuff, there's always a part of me that's like, you know, I bet there's something I could do to improve performance or some cool feature I could add to JRuby. So uh, there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming down the line. All right. Where can people kind of follow you and, and keep up to date on, on what you're doing and, and, and JRuby in general? Well, my, I've got a blog. It's at blog.hedius.com, H-E-A-D-I-U-S. Um, that's also the nickname I go by on Freenode IRC, on Yahoo, and a bunch of other places. Um, also on Twitter, Hedius. And uh, to, to follow JRuby, there are the mailing lists. There's the main JRuby site at uh, www.jruby.org. Uh, there's a wiki at wiki.jruby.org. And uh, you know, feel free to join the mailing lists or hop on IRC and ask us any questions. And there's almost always somebody active on, on both the lists and the IRC channel. Great. Well, I hope you had a good time at eRubyCon, and uh, thank you for sitting down with me. All right. Thanks a lot.